Welcome to Blind Hog and Acorn. I'm the Blind Hog. And I'm Mary Jane the Acorn, and we're having a sit-down today. I am snapping beans. Well, Blind Hog, do you think I've worked you hard enough this week? Yeah, I think it's been one of those uh, extreme times with all the cleaning up in the barns. But... We've got it done. Yep. We've got two barns cleaned up and the chicken coop. And all the dumpings got put up on the two compost piles. How many cubic yards of compost do you think that you put up there? Well, there's about nine or ten feet high each, and they're probably... 12 feet around at the bottom, so uh, 80, I don't know, it's, I know there were a lot of dump, there were a lot of front end loaders, and the front end loader is 7 feet 6, and it'll carry almost 3,000 pounds, but this stuff wasn't that heavy, so it was, but it was, a lot of them were full, so it was a, it was a lot of stuff. Well, thank God it wasn't that heavy, I don't think my arms could have took much more. Well, I think both of us uh, realize the situation each night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. We've used up there in the barn, well, both barns. They've got the dirt floors. And I know in a perfect world that, like for horse stalls, they like to pack clay in there and then put like sand or a drainage material on top but i i just don't see how we can really do something like that with the barn especially when we have to scrape out using the front end loader to get all the little goat pebbles out no you know it's plus here in those arcs we've got what's not dirt is rocks and uh, yeah and there's rocks <laughs> Try not, we try not to get as many rocks when we're scraping it out of there, but you do get some. There's some in there. So, Yeah, I've thought about it two or three different times about what you could put in there, but I can't think of anything. Even if you put in four to six inches of sand, then you'd, it'd just be, then you'd have a big pile of sand and uh, manure and, and hay. And it would all get... It's, yeah. You know, you just have to redo it all the time if you did. The goats really like the dirt. They do. I think a dirt floor is probably their favorite substrate to lay on. Yeah, they they really seem to enjoy that. They, I don't know if it if they can use it to help keep flies down or stuff off, or if it's just because it's a little cooler, maybe. I don't know, but you know, even out in the field, we'll see them scratch, scratch. A dusty spot, and then they'll plop down and lay in it. So, or they'll lay out here in the uh, in the road, running yeah. up between the barns too. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a dusty, kind of rocky, dirty road, but they'll lay out there, so maybe they want to rub their back or something. I don't know. I was pleased with the way the uh, pine shavings worked in the chicken coop. Yeah, it seemed to be just really fixed up, and you said you weren't too sure if it hadn't been almost two years. I don't want to. I sh- I you don't, don't want to tell I, people. I, I don't. I don't want to tell people. No, no, that was not cleaning out the chicken coop for two years. I mean, not that we've got that many hens. And it's not like, I mean, it wasn't offensive. It was just dusty in there, and that litter, you know, it's not like I'd want to go in there and lay down or anything, but. No, it's been so dry lately, it's just <sighs> unbelievable, so it's, that wasn't a problem. No. And then you've been putting the feed dags down, and that seems to help some when you put that over there. Yeah. Underneath the uh, coop rails. Yeah, where they roost. Um, the I was thinking why I didn't find any remnants of feed sacks. And I remember that crickets eat cellulose. And I betcha that the crickets were in there underneath that litter and just ate up the feed bags. They may have. I think the feed, these feed bags we've been putting in there don't have a plastic liner in them, so they're all paper. Yeah, just craft paper. I don't think the mice bother them much. Not no. that we'd have a mice mouse in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I lifted up that heated water feed, the uh, water bucket that we keep in there for the winter, um, there were two little mice under it, under that, and they ran out. And I don't know. It's like yeah. Good thing the chickens don't see you because they would be after you. We've got cats, but I don't think there's a cat down there in that barn much. No. Oh, fun fact. Did you know that chickens are our closest living relative to a T-Rex? Hmm. Kind of makes sense. That's why they're so vicious. Listen, you know what two of them will do if they catch a frog. Uh, (laughs) It's not a pretty sight. (laughs) No, they'll run down. Well, they go after all kinds of bugs and crickets and grasshoppers. And... Yeah. And unfortunately, they'll go after a, a sick chicken, too, you know. They'll, yeah. They'll just jump on that and uh, finish it off. So it's, un- it's You don't really think of it that way until you find the thing the next day or something. Yeah. Little cannibals. Well, I've got, you know, I'm trying to decide, do I want to do the pine shaving bedding experiment in the goat barns or not? I don't think so. I think the dirt's better. The pine shavings, I don't know. I guess it would break down in the compost piles eventually. They're big piles. We just need some rain on them, you know. They do break down after a long period of time. As large as they are, one of them is a partial. It's still got stuff from last year, so... I can dig the stuff out from the side of it for the garden. Well, if, you know, so the compost is rotted hay or fluffy broken bits of hay and all the goat droppings, which are practically time control fertilized pellets, if uh, somebody came up and said, hey, 
Would you give me a pickup load of... Scoop me some of that compost in the back of my truck. How much would you charge? I guess if they paid... I guess if I paid them 20 bucks. No, no, <laughs> no, no. But I was thinking, you know, gosh, here, you know, the, the garden has done so well growing out of that compost. And here you've got two big stacks of it. And I thought, you know, people... People paid money for this. How much money would you charge? I don't know. I guess it would be about a five by probably two and a half by eight or nine by eight foot bed would be on as a as a small pickup, seven foot I guess. Would be thing about it is you know, our stuff right now, we only have one part of it there that's kind of starting to break down into compost. This other stuff will take a year yeah. to break down. Now, someone could take it somewhere and they could dump it in a pile and let it break down, you know. But, uh, True. It wouldn't, really, it wouldn't really help. And the goat manure takes a lot longer to break down than the cow manure does. That Those goat pellets just stay goat pellets seem like forever. <laughs> Yes, yes, they do. Well, I guess if we're, um, the next thing we have to decide is how we're going to feed hay to the goats. I mean, last winter we had the hay, feeding the hay to the cows in paddock number one, having that kind of roped off. I thought that worked out really well. And we just kind of moved that round bale feeder around here and there in that paddock for a sacrifice area well it's mostly there's not a lot of dirt up there it's like there may be three or four six inches maybe i doubt that you can find six inches of dirt it's up on a huge rock slab almost that's why it dries out so fast there's just not much there well and I, it, I don't mind the hay falling out of the feeders and kind of building up some you know humus or vegetable matter to kind of compost the field itself up there moving that around so to me that's kind of like a uh, fringe benefit plus all the manure that the cows drop while they're standing there well that's true you know and some people will take old uh, big rolls of old real old hay that's gone bad and stuff and roll it out on fields and let it break down. But you know, there's just one problem with that. We don't have any old, dried up, burned no, out hay. No, <laughs> what well, little hay we've got, we got to use. <laughs> uh, no, that, that, that's not what I was thinking. But um, you know, that's a good way of spreading the love. Oh no, you, you now if you want, you know, you're gonna have some some natural weeds that are gonna be in that. Yeah, you know, that's for sure. Especially from anything around here. No, we, we don't need any more weeds out in the field than we got. We could even tell people, you know, at one time we got an old bale from one of the neighbors, and we put that in our garden. That was the biggest <laughs> mistake we ever made. And that was <laughs> rotted hay. It was. It was some, you know, that was perfect stuff to put in there. But oh. it had some some wild morning glory in it. And those, I don't know if any, if you ever seen any wild morning glories, they're terrible. 
and they put down a shoot even around here as rocky as it is they'll put down a a shoot down in they'll put a root down in the ground it may go down five or six eight ten inches you know it's unbelievable and, and it spreads over uh, yeah. right over and another one goes down and you just i don't think there's any way you can get rid of it other than if you went in there and tried to kill everything well I you don't, don't do in, in the strawberry bed i'm it's it's morning glory vines morning you know it's all the vines mm -hmm. you can grab them pretty easy they just they yeah. grow they grow quite as fast as anything does. <laughs> especially since we're watering them and so that they they line up along those water lines you've got in there yes they do they're not stupid but up in the the old goat barn and the new goat barn you know we've got these two barns that technically are about the same size <coughs> on the inside for the, you know for the goats it's just that they all want to be in one area or another and if they're really communicate you know they just like they're they're community orientated they just, yeah they want to be together they don't you take one of them off and it just goes to pieces it doesn't like that they want to be all together and you know trying to farm smarter not harder i'd rather you know keeping the goats together in one group makes sense but in the winter um i don't know if we put a feeder behind the old goat barn to make it more attractive to the goats to sleep down there than it would be to feed a lot of goats up in the dairy barn where it can get a little crowded and then you you know but but we did get rid of some of our problem children the ones that would chase the other goats around and pal them real bad mm. yeah so the bullies are gone, but, you know, I don't know. I'd like to kind of see maybe putting the hay feeders on the wall if we cut them in half and then, you know, we'd still have the amount of linear feeder feet, but if we put, made a hay cradle feeder outside the other barn, to make you know like i said to lure them down there for easier pickings you just got to keep the cows the cows and the goats get along pretty well but it's much better not to have them the goats will jump into any kind of they can climb into anything they'll get into any hay ring the cows don't uh, but the goats will and so and plus the cows our cows have horns and uh, they they don't mind exerting their uh, <laughs> pressure there no that they they, yeah. they will see them throw a little goat sometime you know it can be relieved yeah do you hear that noise yes it is i think you're gonna have to take the lids off that bread i will i will yep it's that time again you know the drill check out www.blindhogandacorn.com and you can see pictures of all the things we've been talking about in this episode and the previous ones. Tell your friends! Well, I got the lids off the sourdough bread, so 20 more minutes and the bread will be done.
That means in a couple hours when it cools down, it'll be ready. That's right. <laughs> and poor thing, after all the, all the work we did yesterday, your your big lunch was that wonderful fancy burrito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of squash. As a matter of fact, we were driving along, and I told Acorn that, wow, we could even take, she could even take squash, chop it up, and mix it with some refried beans, and put it into a burrito, make a burrito out of it, a tortilla. And I was being kind of facetious, I think. Oh, and, <laughs> no, I took you literally. That's exactly what we... the next day... <laughs> What did I, what did I observe? Two of those things on my plate. Yeah. <laughs> Acorn really likes squash, and we've had an unbelievable amount this year. Next year, I hope she doesn't put out that much squash. We've given it away to our daughter. The Acorn is just squash orientated here this year, but uh, next year maybe we won't have quite as much. And. We have been lucky. We haven't had squash bugs, and we haven't had any problem. I don't know if that's a good idea or not here lately, but I've about had squash every day. Is is every that day. is that a stink bug right there? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, it's in there with the beans. Okay, not thank in there you. now. With not, not in there now with the beans. No. Well, you know we've. I think we really do eat well. Yeah. I'm, it's the only thing that keeps me going, I think. <laughs> no, we do. I, I wish I'd been eating this well for the last many years that we've been together, but, you know, at least the last few years we really have. So, no, we, and we don't really eat that much meat anymore. You'd think we would, having cows and goats, but... Uh, and chickens. No, we, we don't purchase any. Except for uh, salmon. Salmon, or the other salmon. day we got some cod, right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And we did the salmon and cod. And, you know, I would. We've done turkeys. We've raised turkeys. I've gone uh, out and hunted wild turkey. Turkeys. I don't mind wild turkeys, but raising turkeys is a pain in the butt. You know, they. <laughs> They're just too, they're too big a bird to be, and too messy for, Aiken really likes the geese. And they're not as, they're not as messy as the turkeys are. Well, they aren't quite as destructive, but it takes, you know, even the heritage breeds of turkeys, it takes them forever to get up to size. And then they're like dogs, they just kind of follow you around in the yard. No, they're, we've had that, we've done that, we've decided that's, we've got chickens and we've got the geese, that's enough right now, yeah. and I think our neighbor even has a <laughs> peafowl, oh, yeah, <laughs> she had had one before that we could hear from a half a mile away, <laughs> yeah, nothing like, nothing like that. But, um, oh, another fun fact about turkeys. Nobody ever told me this when I was out turkey hunting, 
back in the day. And I shot the turkey, and it was dead. And then I was carrying it home, and I just threw it over my shoulder. But as that carcass cooled, all the feather lice left the turkey and were attracted to my sweaty back. (laughs) And by the time I got back up to the porch, it was like, oh, God. (laughs) I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And a standoff that she had with with a buck, wasn't it? Wasn't it a buck? It was. It was down there. I was in camouflage, and that buck came up and could smell me and was snorting and stomping, and it got real close, but I would not move because I'm there. And that was right down in front of the house, down at the bottom. It did attack the the turkey decoy. Decoy, I think. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's it's just too easy to pay the extra dollars and get a free-range organic turkey. I mean, it's not like we eat that many of them a year. And then when we do, what we've left, it uh, makes chili or, you know, or we'll keep part of it back in the freezer and bring it back out again later. So it's not like... And it'll make stock. No, yeah. I mean, it's not... We use up pretty much every bit of it. I'm waiting for Acorn to come up with some idea. She's gotten such good a job of uh, dealing with zucchini. I know she can deal with feed off of turkeys or chicken. Oh, God, no. No, you know, in uh, I think it was um, New Zealand that they've actually banned the import of turkey tails because they're extra fatty. I mean, it's kind of like the South Pacific Islanders version of chicken wings. They love turkey tails. I'm I'm not a chicken winger. I keep wondering who invented, who came up with that idea. I know they've made billions of dollars with it. Here's taking what I consider probably one of the most useless things off of a chicken. And I'm sure a lot of you people like chicken wings you know all kinds of i uh, have never ordered chicken i have no no i've never ordered chicken wings i've only had the wings off the birds that i've cooked i've never gone out special and a lot of people really swear by them i I don't know if it's i think they've just been raised wrong (laughs) 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 well i mean we're not the most perfect people either i mean i i do remember a time when you know a block of Velveeta, a, a, a bag of tortilla chips a can of rotel and maybe some paste pecani sauce mm, yeah. and a block and i mean and a almost like a friday afternoon or something oh man i mean it just and you know we and, would devour a whole tray a whole big baking sheet of nachos. <laughs> and well, now, uh, I, I, I can't. You know, I, I, I don't really deal with Velveeta anymore. <laughs> but that was good at the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know any better. <laughs> well, other than, you know, 
how we used to, you know, go into restaurants a lot more, and now we hardly ever eat out. Well, it's you know, it's hard to, it's hard, it's hard to go out when you've got better stuff at home, and you know, we've the garden's been such a terrific this year, and. Uh, I mean these so, these purple pole beans are just lovely yeah akron loves those things because she'll then she'll after she does something with them she'll say look they're green <laughs> they're green you cook them and they turn green it's magic so it doesn't matter what kind of i've never been that bothered about the color of uh, food or something i remember my dad uh, he just the idea of something being green was just kind of against his nature well didn't uh, he, he didn't like and I, I, he would probably eat. He didn't like. He didn't like anything green. He didn't like pears that had been cooked and had green coloring on them, or green and uh, jello things like that. It's just well, that was the fifties. <laughs> well, yes, it was. <laughs> well, but he ate green beans. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't. It was it was green colored stuff. Oh, so that kind of artificially artific colored, yeah. you know, green. Back back in the. I was probably considered. In his period of time, it's probably if his green is poison. <laughs> <laughs> well, your dad did grow up during the Depression. Oh, now he grew up before the Depression. He was married. He and his my mother had gotten married right there in the Depression. Oh, I guess that's. And I remember true. them talking about you know, made ten dollars in a week, and that was a lot of money then. They could rent and buy food. I'm, they had. I guess they probably had a garden, or at least the the families, their families had gardens that they, that gave them stuff. One thing about families is they always had big gardens, and I think I talked about that before. My grandmother, and so they, you know. Well, and she'd send send you guys home with the chicken in a sack. Chicken in a sack, yeah. They put chicken, take and tear the tear a little hole in the paper sack, stick the neck out through that hole, so the, that, and then just. Grab, because the grab, chicken was live. Yeah, it was a live chicken. <laughs> they might give you a chicken, but they weren't going to kill it for you, you know. Or that. <laughs> and you weren't too sure, you know. You might want to keep that chicken for another day before you before mother would wring its neck and, and get the feathers off. But, so she take the feathers off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she'd boil up water, and she didn't like doing that, but because I mean that's hard on your hands and at that period of time you know there wasn't that much rubber gloves and stuff around so you had to kind of handle stuff with care i guess and you know we're talking my dad grew up during the depression and and he was they were pretty poor even before that or something and so when even before that so there was you know i think kids at that time learned that the uh the, the wings and the necks and the backs and gizzards were good eating. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've, seen, I've seen my dad take a, a chicken neck and seems like he'd suck every bit of the stuff out of it. You know, I, mm -hmm. as a kid, I'd say, "Oh gosh, I can't believe he's doing that," but he liked it. He, he you know, and he was raised that way. And I'm, at that time, you know, with a big family, and because both of them were the Youngest out of the eight, eight kids, yeah. yeah, you know, and I think most of my dad's brothers and sisters got married or left pretty early, and but 
you know, he was still, or kids at that time, you know, the adults or anybody's guests, they got first shot on a chicken, you know. And then it worked on down to, nowadays, everybody lets their, gives their kids the, the breast or the legs or the thighs, whichever one they want. At that period of time, it was like whatever's left over. Mm. The kids got, you mm -hmm. know, and they they would wait in line for that. And then it was probably whoever was the dominant kid came in the next uh, pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got my beans all snapped, and I guess that's one, two, maybe three pints, mm. or two pints, and a meal, and, and a meal. Okay, I guess mm -hmm. we can do that. We have to. If I had to, you, I love beans now. You know, I can eat green beans. I don't know red ones there. Then you know, but no. you'll turn them green. I, <laughs> well, I, that bread should be getting ready to come out of the oven here in another minute. Speaking of beans, I I remember another little thing when I was growing up, when we had and we had green beans. God, we seemed like we'd have green beans, as I was saying before, corn and okra and tomatoes. We didn't have any meat at the time during the day and during the weekday, every day or something. And I loved it, but I liked the shelly beans. And so my mother would buy big green beans, and you'd get a lot of greens out of them that a lot of shellies too. The I, the little I, white bean seeds. Uh, no, these were these were pretty good sized beans. Like like that. No, they were bigger than that. No, these were almost big, big. flat beans with yeah, big those knobby were Kentucky seeds. Kentucky Wonders, isn't it? Kentucky Wonders, yeah, Kentucky yeah. Wonder. That's a yeah. that's a big pole bean. Mm -hmm. And if you let them get pretty good size, you when you cook them, the beans will come on out of them. Right, they, they were seemed like the beans were real close to the size of a pinto almost. Yeah, you know, and so. I love those. I mean, I'd eat some of the greens, not much, but my sister really liked the greens, and so we would swap. You know, we'd so the, she'd make a little pile of yeah, the shellies. and then I'd make a pile, and then we'd scoop one on a plate and up on the <laughs> other plate. So. <laughs> Sarah, that's like Jack Spratt and his wife. You know, everybody came out happy at that deal. You know, so it was. <laughs> well, very good. Well, I guess that's going to wrap things up for us this week. Uh, thanks for letting us just kind of have a little sit down here and recoup from our three days of shoveling mayhem. Yeah, I think we may have to take another day off here since it's 90-something degrees this yeah. afternoon and uh, it's starting to get hot again. It was really, it's been really nice early in the mornings. We've had just been down in the almost 60. So it's really been great. Well, we need to start thinking about putting the gutters up on the dairy barn. When it only when it's ninety or hundred degrees, we want to do that. Well, you know, just give it another couple of days. <laughs> but uh, since we put the gutters up on the porch, I think putting the gutters up on the dairy barn shouldn't be too much of a problem. Acorns planning on it raining one of these days. We haven't had any rain. In not it. for a week. It's not going mm -hmm. to. So. We can't say that the timing wouldn't be perfect. No, that's right. But it, we're in a definite drought. It is. I, the good thing about it is I don't think I'll have to mow the yard for another week or two, which is fine. I don't no, like you mowed last anyway. Friday, and it looks out there like you just mowed it. 
not burned up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll talk to you later. Take care.